0: And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 217, and today I'm joined by actor, writer, producer Marvin Kaye. Marvin Kaye is best known for his series Less Than Kind as a creator and a writer, but also he was in The Shape of Water as an actor. And today we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down by isolation to watch Breaker Morant. Did I say that properly?
1: I, I think so. Breaker Morant, what I've always called it, yeah.
0: Uh, so I'm Jeremy. I have not seen this film, and I'm here with... Marvin,
1: and I have seen this film. It's one of my favorite films, but I have not seen it in about, I would say about six years, but I've, I've probably seen it about four or five times before
0: that. But... And this is one that you just kind of naturally come back to? Yeah,
1: there's just something about the storyline and the nobility of the heroes. I don't want to spoil it for you.
0: I, I literally don't, I don't know anything about it. I don't know the cast. I don't even... Oh, you,
1: I, you'll know the leads when you see them. Oh, I'm sure.
0: But what I'm saying is I don't know who is in it as an actor. Okay. Like, If All you right. said, who's the star of Brick Morant, I would know. Uh, like, I don't even think this is a film that... I think I'd casually heard of it. But it's not one of those films where I'm just like, oh, that's a big one I've never seen. Because this is kind of a, a bit of a sleeper film, isn't it? I know it's on the Criterion channel. That's how I'm watching it.
1: Well, it was, it was Australian. Like, what's the date on it? Nineteen was the eight? early 80s, I think. Uh, I remember seeing it and just being sort of just blown away by the story, um, the ending. Uh, the, just the whole thing, it... it there were was these noble heroes in it, and they're so it's a, and it's dark, um, and uh, well, I, yeah, because you don't even know who the the yeah, don't. Wait, wait till you see who it is, wait till you see who it is, who's who's got the leads. So it's there, it's really interesting, because um, one of them became like a big TV guy uh, in the U.S. after in the '80s, and uh, but yeah. So, well, so this is earlier. This must be the seventies and sixties, late seventies. Okay. then I didn't even do any research.
0: So, at what point in your life then do you, without getting any in, in any specifics, obviously, but like, what age did you first discover this film?
1: I introduced it to my wife, um, so we've watched it together two or three times. I think I must have been in my early thirties when I first saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been either in Vancouver or just when I got to Toronto. Just when I got to Toronto. I think when I first moved to Toronto. And, and it was just it was just this, this film that just made me go Sigh.
0: it hit you um, at the right time.
1: Yeah, and it just there's something so honest and heartfelt about it. Um yeah, and it just it, and I just I could never I could not watch it enough.
0: Oh great. Oh, I'm excited! So yeah, we, no,
1: it is a great movie. You're gonna you're gonna love this movie.
0: You can't. I, I'm not gonna promise anything, Marvin. I'm gonna feel how I feel with this movie. You're gonna have to accept that. But uh, uh, yeah, but, but it, I'm yeah. primed. I just uh, I love that I don't know anything about it besides like the the few little very minor minor things you said. Uh, so it's kind of like again, it's one of those rare times where someone's like, "Oh, we should watch this. It's great." And I go, "I don't know anything about that movie. I just want to like." Jump into it. Okay.
1: All right. So then let's and my, and my jump into
0: it. Kids are singing in the background. So that is a good time for me to, to let's dive in. All right. Let's all go to the lobby
1: to get ourselves a treat.
0: All right. So we just finished. Did uh, you love it? I didn't love it. I didn't like it. No, here's the thing. I think it's a movie that I, like, in retrospect and, like, sitting with it, I admired more than anything. But I have to say, like, and maybe it's just that I'm watching it later at night and I'm slightly tired, but I'm like, I found that it was, like, I was very confused by what was going on. Oh, really? Well, I just had a hard time following what... They did uh what they and 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 to be fair, I don't know fuck all about the boer war. You know, I just don't I'm not a history aficionado, particularly of that.
1: No, that's a very specific thing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and so, you know, following it and trying to figure out, you know, what is it they did? They killed some guys and a missionary. Uh, they did this, so just like trying to get all that, and I'll probably double check with you what exactly I did, but then also, just I'm like well did were they guilty were they not guilty did it matter and the, and, and I kind of have my own theory and and feelings on all of that anyway, so it's kind of a bit of a moot point, but I had to say, I had a hard time like really enjoying it because I just sat there trying to like feeling dumb and confused, oh. Uh, and I don't well, know – and, and I want to chalk that up to, like, probably being late and tired and it being kind of a slower film. Yes. And and so I think I just missed some stuff along the way.
1: All right. Well, basically, like uh, – yeah, I don't think you need to know the Boer War. They were accused of war crimes, basically.
0: No, I got that. Um, they are being court-martialed for war crimes. Um, right. Because they killed some people, so they killed they, they killed prisoners, right? Instead of
1: in, instead of housing them, they killed prisoners, and then they went and killed a, uh, a a minister as well.
0: And so, what was their reasoning? Like, what like what was their reasoning for doing that?
1: Well, the, the for killing prisoners is uh, they were fought that that was already in place yeah for and Captain that was, was there and he wasn't he wasn't crazy about it and he didn't he actually didn't execute any prisoners until they butchered his friend
0: yeah that part i caught so it's like so what i was trying to, and and what and what was the minister like the reason they killed the minister was oh that
1: the minister was giving out, was uh, actually because the minister was of the uh the Boers, he was Mm. german and sympathized with the Boers, and they knew the minister was giving information
0: right right so i mean so the
1: minister was part of the uh the ambush that killed his friend in the first
0: right 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 yeah i mean so so what i understood was was this that it's like they were kind of fucked from the get-go in the sense that it's like they were basically, so this is how we do things, even though how we do things is not necessarily okay, but this is just how we do it. So you don't question, you just do it and it's fine. But in this particular instance, they try, They decided to make an example of these three.
1: Uh, also, also to, they want, the war was coming to an end.
0: And they needed some and, scapegoats to like, just yeah. go, this is the kind of thing that will, we'll, and that's what they, you know, the two guys at the end, they just kind of make peace of the fact that it's like, they're going to kill us but we're going to end the war, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and then the other idea just being that it's like, what did I, I wrote it down. Because um, it wasn't really about whether or not they were guilty of what they did, because what they did was wrong. You know, that was, and that's, it was more about like what seemed to be on trial that was fascinating. And again, I'd have to rewatch this to get all the nuances of it. But what I thought, what I loved about it was like, and I thought they, like, I just thought there was like a, a more entertaining version of this, maybe this concept of like, what's on trial here is just, um, what war does to people. Yes. You know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I think there's just, and I, and I think that's great. And I love that. But I think that wasn't, Necessarily as succinct as I would have liked it.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it was certainly it's it is a longer movie. I mean, what is it? Uh, it's, like,
0: it's not even that long. I think it's it's just it's slow long. pace. It's based on a play, right? Which is based on a book, which is based oh, on a, a
1: book. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And well, you can see the play part, like that trial is total theater. Like you can yeah. see that on the stage. And um, but it is it is more of a of a movie about the horrors of war and can you. Can you blame someone for committing horrific acts in a war if horrific acts are being played against them? Like they were, they were basically accused of, of, of murder when they were just trying to survive and, uh, and horrible things were happening to them and they, they did what they had to do.
0: It almost and feels war. like a, a precursor to a few good men, right?
1: Um,
0: to some yes. extent. I'm trying, I haven't yes. seen that movie in forever and I'm trying to remember what that.
1: Well, uh, you, you have to remember the, the, that the general, uh, Jack Nicholson's character, thought he was training people to do the job, and when the, the kid who died, uh, when he when he died, and surprised him, like he was just like that's part of. Like, from the general's perspective, it was like that's Casu- what war is. And yeah, he it's was a casualty, casualty. War. But he, but, but they were like, no, you were training kids for war. He, there was, and this guy shouldn't have been in a war. So that was the that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. as far as I can remember. Whereas this was like basically these guys were sent to the front just get the job done, and uh, you know these and they were fighting a guerrilla war, which is really awful, and they they had to, they had to survive by using guerrilla tactics. Like you can't fight a guerrilla war and not yeah. use guerrilla tactics. And so, but then they were being held up.
0: It was two different. Two different standard.
1: Because of politics, because they were trying to bring the war to an end, and that's it. I, there's something about the noble tragic hero, like you know, yeah. he was, you know. And and apparently, the real life uh, Breaker Morant was like he was a poet. He was a hero. Broke horses. This and it's a, and in Australia, uh, you know, according to some of the stuff I read, uh, that general Bre- Morant was seen as a, a hero and a big. A, Gave them a lot of cause to give the finger to to the British Empire as well, and um, but but it's not like what they did was was good. They were so they were like very flawed heroes.
0: No, but they were also no worse than anyone else that was in the war. It was just they were the ones that was made an example of.
1: Yeah, and fighting a guerrilla war too, which is you know brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just there's something like I think, like I said, I think it's a film I admire more. Like I think the story is great. I think it's very noble. I just like, uh, I just didn't grab me. Like I felt myself having to kind of fight to stay with it.
1: Okay, um, Fair
0: enough. But that's but to, to be said, you love this film. So walk me through your love of this film. <sighs> there are moments I really enjoyed. You know,
1: yeah, to me. It, 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 it is the tragic hero. Like, the, like it's a, it, the ending is tragic. Yeah. Uh, because you you do sympathize with these heroes in the end.
0: it's phenomenal. Like the, terrible people. Yeah. Like, the last um, 20 minutes is, is really, really great.
1: Yeah. And for me, it is, it is like the trial of war. Like, war is on trial more than these two are in the movie. And I, I love that sort of noble, the noble fight of it. I mean... Um, What's his name's character is so noble. The the uh, lead actor. Uh, of oh, I can't even remember his name. Jack. Is Jack. It,
0: the actor or the yeah, character.
1: The a- the actor.
0: Jack uh, Anderson. Equal- no.
1: No. The Equalizer. Because uh, <laughs> that's what he. That's what happened to his career after he went. Uh, he became the Equalizer on uh, what was it? ABC or.
0: Oh God! I this is you're older than me, Marvin. I I, I didn't recognize any of these actors even after I saw them. No. No. Oh
1: my God! Um, Let me—I'm just trying to remember because what I—you know what—I had it up on my screen here is his IMDb because Breaker Morant. There it is. Let me just get the cast up. Edward. What's his? There it is. Edward Woodward, the guy who played Breaker Morant. uh, His career, like he—he did a huge amount of movies. But his biggest thing that he got known for in the 80s was a series called The Equalizer, which ran from 85 to 89, which they turned into a movie with... Uh,
0: Clive Owen, right?
1: No. Um,
0: I remember a movie called... Is it Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, I remember itself. seeing a movie called The Equalizer, but I didn't know it was tied to anything from this period. And,
1: and I think it's kind of and I maybe that's what he just got known for as that noble hero, because the whole series, The Equalizer, was about a guy who brings justice to people who can't get justice themselves. Like that was the whole concept of the series. He's like I think he was an ex-CIA operative or something like that. And he just he did that kind of stuff. And that was sort of his thing. But the actor himself, he was like, uh, he was a big musical theater dude, uh, sang in a lot of Broadway hits and things like that. And he, well, he sings in the in the movie, and uh, yeah, and he, he, I think he has like a couple of albums that came out in like the sixties and stuff.
0: Oh, crazy! Um, where, he's,
1: where he's just doing cover tunes, and uh, the guy who played uh, Hancock. Um, his uh his sidekick in that in this he, he Brian Brian Brown was did so many movies in the 80s like don't make me feel all old and crappy How, <laughs> you're not that much old you're not that much younger than me
0: I was born um, in 81 okay you're a little younger
1: than me. <laughs> uh, because uh, yeah so if you if you watch if you, do you are you a fan of 80s movies?
0: Oh, I love 80s movies.
1: He was in... His, so he was in FX. Okay. He was in Cocktail. He was in the Thorn Birds. Uh, what else? The, 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 the Gorillas in the Mist. Uh, God, he had a huge... Career. These yeah, are
0: yeah. All, see, these are like some of the very few 80s movies I haven't seen. Cocktail is one of my bigger black holes, especially in the Tom Cruise pantheon. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I don't remember it as being a brilliant movie, just to sort of. Oh
0: no, I'm sure it's not, but it is one of those movies. I just, it's one of those one. I remember like seeing the the VHS box in the video store I went to as a kid a lot, or the, yeah. maybe the poster was on the wall.
1: Uh, remake of *The Poseidon Adventure*. I mean, he had a huge career. He's a, he's an Australian movie star, Brian. Yeah. And, the uh, cast
0: is great. All the actors are phenomenal. I love that. Uh, yeah, and I guess like the last for me, like the last twenty minutes or so is is just really, really strong and great, and really gri- gri- grip me. Uh, and I love there was a guy. was a line I'm going to butcher it, but it was something like, you know, live every day as if it's your laugh because one day lasts because you one day you'll be bound to be right. Yeah, you know like that, yeah. that. And just the last line of the film too. The you know shoot straight, you bastards, don't mess it so, up.
1: Don't, uh, don't make a mess of it yeah
0: yeah and then just and, the way but, that last shot of them just like stuffing his feet into the coffin
1: is yeah just... and they and, and he doesn't quite fit you see that they have to pull yeah him early earlier in the earlier scene he's like why? you know when they can hear them building the coffins while they're sitting in jail he's, and he says oh you know the least they could do is have a measure him. and he's like well i'm sure they've never had complaints so <laughs> and that actually uh i i because i did a little read of it and that actually is is part of the book for the memoirs of the guy who survived who was yeah. released from prison three years later um he you know he said that they, yeah they they build the coffin after they sentence him to death and they're waiting and you can hear them hammering the coffins together outside of the prisons and yeah i don't there's just something about the it's like a, a this noble war movie um, and the performances, I do, I do really admire the performances a lot in this movie. Um, and it is slower placed and you can see the theater of it um, a bit, even when he walks into the, uh, the empty chamber of uh, when he's, he's trying to get a, a pardon for the, the, the lawyers, trying to get a pardon for his guys. And he walks in there and it's just like this, he just stands in an empty room. It's very, I don't know, very theatrical. Yeah,
0: and I think that's kind of what would kind of grated against me too is it was more theatrical than was cinematic. And there and yeah. there is there is a way to like make do both, right? There's a way to do it, but this one kind of just embraced the theater of it all as opposed to trying to make it into like a...
1: But I think you have to take into account that the era. Like this was 1980, this was sort of like the Australian movie time like when when, the, when things are starting to get cooking there cuz that director went on to make uh um, oh, he
0: did um I know I've seen like he's done a bunch of stuff that I've seen I looked him up um what's the one big one uh it's a Robert Duvall movie uh oh god why am I uh, it's about like a guitar, guitar singer like an old country western uh oh god oh god what's his Tender Mercies
1: yes but he's, he, did, uh, he's done.
0: he did, he also, He I remember he directed Driving Miss Daisy, yes. uh, which won the Oscar for Best Picture, but he was not even nominated.
1: No. But, uh,
0: but I think he was nominated and might have even won for Tender Mercies.
1: Yeah. I mean, he might have, Break Home Around, Driving Miss Daisy, Tender Mercies, Black Robe. I mean, do you remember Black Robe? I never saw it. If you, that, that is a slow movie
0: it's beautiful so, so it's Ten of mercies you know uh but there's something about yeah. du- but it's but that movie is just phenomenal uh and that's one that i think is that the one that's in uh that robert mckee like references over and over again in story With in, uh, Ten of mercies? I, I think so i remember it's in some screenwriting book like some one of the gurus loved that movie
1: well, when that was that was tender mercies was eighty three, so that was three years after Breaker Morant uh, hit it. But Breaker Morant, I think, was one of the big Australian
0: breakout movies. movies.
1: Yeah, you know, sort of part part of their their like big cinema thing. And you know, in those days, taking a piece of theater and turning it into cinema, I don't think was, I don't think they were looking at trying to make it um, as the, the, the transfer over to cinematic structure sure
0: uh, absolutely no it's not a movie's fault it's my fault it's just right. i'm 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 you know i've uh i've as much as i hate to admit it i'm i'm more like conditioned for bang bang pow pow movies these days <laughs> you know than uh you know than something of a, of a slower burn than this and i think it's also like just i'm also just getting older marvin
1: it's yeah, late well. now I mean, you were born in the '80s for Christ's sake.
0: It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um,
1: no, it, but, yeah, I just can't. I, I, I'm, I'm not. sure. There's something, especially about that that execution at the end. Them walking to the chairs, they hold each other's hands. The sun comes up, and it was just I don't know. There's oh, just, it's it's
0: gorgeous. All of that, all of that is so cinematic and beautiful. Like they they wow. really nail the ending, and even just like how you know how. You know noble he's acting as soon as they 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 make the sentence known he's just like he just accepts it right away he doesn't try to fight it he no. just lets it go because he realizes what it's for well,
1: and his, that... friend, his friend offers him an escape like the uh the guy who's the the secret agency type he goes look you know I, there there's some sympathetic people we can get you out of here you'll go you can go live and disappear in the Portuguese territories and that'll be your life and uh, You know, you can go see the world and he just looks at him and goes, I've seen it. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's, 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 it's, it's like the, it's, it's like the war killed him already. He's just waiting for it to catch up to him.
0: Yeah. But I also, but like you said, there's that nobility in him just knowing if it's not me, it'll be someone else. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, you know, he's already disillusioned with life because of what's happened in the war, but then also just this, just knowing that it's at least, he's not, as a, as much as he's dying for the stupidity of war, he's dying to end it. Yeah. You know, and so there's... This...
1: Di- and he's already said goodbye to his life. Like, he even if he has, if he was to go and do what this guy offered, he, everything he w- desired in life, his fiance, all that stuff just disappears. Yeah. And so he just was like, oh,
0: I'd rather just end it.
1: Now if I would have been there, I would have been like, yeah, get me on the boat.
0: So I'd, I'd be in Portugal. The,
1: I'd be in Portugal. be like, you know what? I, I love those little cupcakes that they make. And uh, yeah. The,
0: the, and, the, the, t- the tarts delicious. The tarts.
1: Oh yeah. The tarts are delicious. Good. Get, get me a horse. I'm going. Yeah. But no, he, he went all noble and decided to live through it. And that's, I don't know, but those, those lines are so, um, and, and, and it takes, it, it takes a good actor to, to really say them and not to make it sound that cheesy. Cause he or, almost, yeah. Over over the heroic. Crying. Yeah. Cause he was almost, he almost cried. It, it looked like he was about to cry when he said it. He's like, Oh, you know, go see the world. And he's like, no, I've seen it. It's okay. It's a, I've seen it.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's small and, and beautiful.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's what I like about it. I think, uh, our t- but just because of what, we are, you, what you said about we being trained and like we need more more bang bang uh, stuff, yeah. I think as a, as a paced movie, um, I, I think we're just used to something that moves a little faster. But uh, you know, I can relax and get into those a bit. No, I so can like, totally
0: too. Yeah, uh, I, I-
1: but, and I'll tell you, like Black Robe is definitely. Uh, you know if you watch his movie Black Robe like that is a quiet slow movie it looks gorgeous but wow is it slow? I remember seeing it at theaters and going and just and almost falling asleep. That was in the 90s so I was younger. Yeah.
0: yeah. I just gotta pace myself in the evenings, that's all. Uh, no there's so much slow what other like what are what are some of your other go-to war movies?
1: Oh um, you know, I like the dirty dozen, um, which, uh, is that the right? Yeah. And, uh, of course, saving private Ryan, um, which is another sort of tragic ending thing that I, that, uh, I love.
0: Um, I just saw for the first time, uh, last year, the year before the bridge Over the river Kwai.
1: Yeah. That's a great movie too.
0: I hadn't seen that uh ever. Uh, that's a
1: nice that's that's another one for the acting alone. It's uh stunning. Uh it's a stunning movie to watch.
0: Yeah, and again, it has like that fantastic ending. Without without yeah. ruining anything for those those listening, because this is not with that movie. But that was uh, that was a nice uh I think I saw it like at a bargain bin at Best Buy back when that was a thing for like three bucks on Blu-ray, so I picked it up.
1: Oh, it's a, that is. I haven't seen that movie in years, but yeah, like the Dirty Desert, What other great war movies?
0: There? You know, it's a really great one. Like I think it's it's one that people don't talk about at all. Um, it's called A Very Long Engagement. No, I it's, don't know. It's um, um, uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet. It's the same guy that made Amelie, and it was yeah. his follow-up to Amelie. So it's it's a French movie uh, about kind of like this couple. Who uh, gets gets torn apart over the course of these wars, and it's almost almost like war adjacent. It's more love story than it is war movie. But there's something really, like the war scenes are incredible and devastating and heartbreaking.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm gonna write that one down.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I haven't seen that. My wife yeah. loves war movie. War movie. It's funny. Uh, I'm very lucky that my wife loves westerns and war movies. Oh. <clears throat> is there something about that, that nobility? Because I guess it's it's usually the heroes or so. It really you something to, uh, yeah. to cheer for. We just busy.
0: watched with the kids. I just watched um, War Horse last year. And, uh, and I, it was one of the Spielbergs I hadn't gotten around to. And I liked it a lot more than I was expecting to. I was expecting it to just be like a horse movie. Um, yeah. And it is that for sure. But the the human story, I, I thought I thought was particularly strong.
1: Um. Yeah, the I just remember Dirty Dozen because Kelly Savalas was so creepy in it.
0: Oh, Dirty Dozen's is great. I did that as, uh, on an episode of the podcast with I want to say it was Daniel Grant. Um. And i was
1: just trying to think of uh, what else I liked about that's...
0: I think there's a lot of war movies too. Like we don't consider war movies, like Casablanca is in a weird way a war movie,
1: and um, not uh, Ho- Stalag Thirteen. The, yeah, the one they made a comedy out of it, but the original movie is, uh, you know, is is yeah, is yeah. A war movie. Strange uh,
0: Love, Strange Love is is you know war adjacent. Yeah. Uh, and then the recent one, like for me, it's just like I think the, you know, the most recent best examples are like Dunkirk in nineteen seventeen. Like they both have very they're very they both tell very small stories, but very like from a very specific, strong point of view, which I think like gives like a, a really nice picture of just like a soldier's mentality.
1: Yeah, and you know, I well, I just saw it recently, that's why it's in my head, the pianist. Um uh, with Adrian
0: Brody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just rewatched that last year. For the, I did that on the podcast as well.
1: Oh, really? I just, I just watched it. With, uh, my wife and I just watched it a couple of weeks ago. We, were, I was like, oh my god, like it's just so epic. Like his journey. And, yeah. Uh, it,
0: it was really weird watching it at the beginning of quarantine because there was something that was strangely like not to not to compare or like what the hell we all just went through for the last year to the yeah. Holocaust by any means. Um, but there was just I I was able to empathize this time around in a way that I probably didn't when I first saw when it first came out. Just going, oh man, like I like yeah, I just could like put myself in his shoes more more than yeah. I could before. Well,
1: you know those those movies I've 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 watched a uh, well, quite a few of those. I mean, my father I, I don't know my father was a Holocaust survivor so we watched a lot of those movies um or at least i did especially after after he passed away it just it just always reminds me of like oh right That's
0: yeah so it's interesting so he was he like he was a survivor and he liked watching the, the movies
1: he liked watching war movies yeah but okay. uh, you know but he he wasn't uh he wasn't an interned in the camps he actually was a partisan he was a child when the when the war broke out and uh, ran into the forest and got met the russian underground and they trained him and so he was smuggling and blowing things up and uh, doing things like that he got captured a couple of times but managed to escape like those were that was his like that was his puberty 13 to 17 that was his like and so uh but he lost his family his, his mother his two sisters his dad actually survived the war uh, and they found each other after yeah but, so so those those stories just resonate with with, with me because
0: of uh, you know all the stuff all the trauma that he had. To feel. Yeah, we did um, for one of I think my 50th episode, my 100th episode. I did Schindler's List, oh, and yeah. uh, with Mark Weingest and his dad, who is the son of survivors, and he had never seen it. So oh, really, yeah, because his they always avoided it uh, just for emotional reasons, but to watch yeah. that was pretty special to watch that with them. Um yeah. and then the other more movie that I just a classic war movie that I just saw in the last year for the first time was Passive of Glory. I finally watched that. Um Stanley Kubrick.
1: Oh no, I haven't seen that. Kirk
0: like uh, early, early Kirk Douglas movie. Uh great. Really, really enjoyable. Oh, yeah, I have seen
1: it. I've and, probably got an image of Kirk Douglas in my head in a but he's been in tons of war movies.
0: Yeah, it's black and white. Uh anyway, really, really really humane. Uh, in an interesting way. So if you haven't seen it, I uh, I highly recommend. Uh, and then I think one of my favorite, like, fun war movies is that I always forget about, but then as soon as I do, I love is uh, is Three Kings.
1: Oh, yeah. That is a very fun movie. Well,
0: because there's, especially, like, there have been surprisingly, I guess there's been a lot more since, but I remember, like, at the time, there have been almost, like, so few movies about that, War in that period of time, yeah. um, you know, most war movies are are about like World War Two uh, or Vietnam, right? Um, like yeah. it seems to be those are the two, those are the two hot ones, and probably because like the problem with the Middle East stuff is just that it's like it's you know a is never ending, but also it's just like you know we the fuck what we're we doing. <laughs> there is there there's not a lot of nobility in that, and that's and that's where I think Three Kings captures really well
1: though yeah, because it has been the whole movies about the spoils of war yeah you know they're trying to they're trying to make something of the insanity it's it's it is crazy um but yeah no but all those I think and and the way it's taught in history it's very easy to pick the the good guys and the bad guys you know in World War two and, and in Vietnam it gets a little bit more uh confusing but I think those movies are just, they relate to us so closely in time. And now they've become almost legend. Like, you know, there's the axis forces and then there's, you know, the heroes and and it's, it's, it's easy to pick the villains. Um, So I think that's why those movies, especially the older ones, um, they're just, they're, they're easy to watch that way. You just, you know, who the heroes and the villains are.
0: Yeah, and and it feels closer to the events too. Where like yeah. the further away you get from them, the more you have to say, well, what makes this relevant now? Like, yeah. there's always like, I mean, you can always argue that it's like, well, we watch because we should remember, so it never happens again. So there's always that argument to be made for watching, you know, or celebrating, you know, Remembrance Day and all those kind of things. But there's but in terms of telling a story, you have to go, well, what about this is relevant now?
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the, 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 you know the ironic thing about oh we have to watch it because it'll never happen we don't want it to happen yet is it always happens again like his, history is repeating itself constantly it's, uh, it doesn't matter how many movies they make of it um people because people get into their patterns and yeah but oh, I, I, I forgot what you said I just, that's
0: okay and then yeah and then the most recent like even like when you look at Dunkirk in 1917, like those movies, you know, not to just to, to to reduce them to this, but they're also like in their own way gimmick movies, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, 1917 in particular, where, where with its like, you know, faux one one take, uh incredible uh achievement, cinematic, gorgeous, engaging, you know. But then uh and then you know, Dunkirk does uh plays with time right just having three stories taking place over different periods of time uh is really fast and just really specific point of views uh of of that one very particular thing was uh and and whose point of view they picked was really fascinating um but it's really tough because it's like what is the and that's always like it's like what's the hook right Especially yeah. when you get into like the Holocaust thing, right? It's like, what's who's my? I've seen all the different kind of heroes you can have in a Holocaust movie, so it's like, what's the what's the new fresh hot take you can do on it, well, right? That's, and Jojo jo Rabbit, I, and that was it was, jo jo Rabbit. I was about
1: Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit, because I remember when when it first aired it, um, when they first showed it, there were some reviews coming out that were very like, "How dare he make you know make a, a comedy." In, in this, and when I remember seeing it and going, I thought it was brilliant. And thank God, uh, everybody, most people did that. But they, if you look up, there are these reviews. Was it at Con or where? Where did it premiere? I can't remember. Whatever festival it premiered at, there were a couple of reviews coming out that were like Jerry, like, "Oh, you can't, you can't do that." Like, they made a comedy out of uh, out of the Holocaust, and I just thought, no, he he made a really. Poignant
0: statement. It's st- it's about like he's, here's the thing. It's like he's first of all, well, and the point of view of a Nazi youth, where it's like this is a kid that you know he's brainwashed. He's yeah. he's he's right, ra- and so it's like I can empathize with that because he doesn't know any better. He's just doing what yeah. kids do. Like you just follow the adults, yeah. and then and get
1: yeah, there are adults brainwashed now. I mean, it, it, you know, a brainwashing a kid back then, all he wants to do is get in the uniform and fit in with all the rest of the kids. And he
0: can't no. do it no it's and, it's that movie is it's funny it's smart it's heartbreaking you know that image of of his mother's shoes like just it's so especially when you you know you know like Tyikas coming off of you know Thor Ragnarok at that point right that guy could have made yeah. and that guy could have made anything. anything yeah and that's what he made you know and I
1: thought, uh, I thought it was brilliant I remember seeing it I, you know I saw it in the movie theaters with with my daughter, and I remember thinking this is a great you know is a great way to teach her about what what because it's not just about the holocaust it is about brainwashing it's about like don't get caught in this but do what's right and um you know and, and his fight to to actually uh to break out of that and figure it out is brilliant
0: sam rockwell in that movie is fucking incredible yeah yeah, the whole thing is just uh is is yeah, phenomenal. I can I that's actually I haven't shown that one to to my son yet. But it's one that I uh I'm I'm desperate to revisit again. I haven't watched it since uh for a while. But uh, I'm definitely going to rewatch it with him at some point.
1: I'm cur- I like what I don't know what he well he's working on another Marvel movie now.
0: Well, he's doing um the third, the the fourth Thor movie.
1: Yeah. But I'm you Know the, the Marvel movies are great, I love them, and they're like they're total popcorn. Like, yeah. and he's got, you
0: know a, that, he's got a Star right. Wars thing going on, too.
1: Oh, he says, because uh, I but I, I because I love JoJo Rabbit. And, um, what is what is the uh the New Zealand one he made? Where the
0: where the wild where the uh where the uh the hunt for the wilder people?
1: Uh, I thought that was a great movie, too. Uh,
0: there's nothing I haven't seen anything of his that I haven't you know loved, but. So,
1: so my thing is I like I I I'm curious when he's going to make another thing like Jojo Rap like it's just a little passion project like cuz the I like those uh you know in a, in a very different way than the Marvel movies which are the, the pop movies for me. Although I have to say uh I am enjoying most of the Marvel series. I've just watched Loki uh the, the first episode of Loki a couple of days ago and I'm like I find them even. I find them more interesting than the movies because they're all they're taking all these weird turns and, and weird bends with, with what, the series.
0: It's what great television does that allows you to like get into character and nuance, where yeah. those movies just don't allow for that. Especially the way, like you know, ever since Avengers, it's just how many heroes can we stuff into a movie? Okay, yeah, you know, and and so you just don't have time for any kind of character development.
1: No, and uh so I'm really like I enjoyed uh Wandavision uh quite a bit. Like I was just watching it going, Oh, this was not what I was expecting. And every oh. episode being surprised and going, What are they what is going on? Well, even that
0: whole first episode of Wandavision, which they don't like give anything away. There's just like there's just enough little winks and they're like, Things are weird. And then it ends on a bit of a thing, but it's like they don't give any like they they stick to it. It's like what are you, where are you going with this? this is so
1: weird. That's but my, like ender ending and with my, my daughter, we're all sitting in the living room looking at each other going. I think I like that. I think I liked it.
0: Which, which you get like captain, uh, you know, you get, you get the Falcon and winter soldier and Loki. They're more like, you know, from the get go, they are what they are. Like, here's yeah. the tone. Here's the characters. Here's the world. You know, where you're in where one division was a real, like let's, well, you know, this is, you're not going to get what you expect. But it's gonna work. Just trust yeah. the process and it's gonna be cool. Uh and Loki, you know, was great. Like just the way they, you know, first of all, made sense of what happened to that character and why that was being started. It just it just felt so smart. Uh yeah. and then also just the way they underhandedly like just threw the infinity stones. Like, you know, Marvel's always been we're done with those now. It's like they're paperweights.
1: <laughs> they're I, I thought that was great too. It was just like, oh, dismiss it all. I loved it.
0: Well, just also when it's like we spent 20, 20 movies or twenty some odd movies, like with those being the most important things in the world, and now it's like okay, so you're moving on. Like that's yeah, Marvel,
1: time ones. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, these guys that can like undo. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where that that series goes because it also just like you know really pulls us into all this multiverse stuff. Uh, and playing around with all these different kind of things that you know the Marvel comic books have always done so well, and so yeah. now now they're going to start getting weird, and and I love it.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's funny because I was like, uh, well, you know, when, Mar- when when I heard when Disney was starting to pump out the Marvel series, I was like, oh, how, like how much more Marvel? Get- can I watch? And then it turns out that they're really interesting. And WandaVision yeah. was a great way to hold.
0: Yeah. The hold. answer is a lot, but it's also like, it's an unprecedented thing they've done. Right. And everyone else is just trying to catch up to it with the idea that if you look at Loki, you know, spoilers for those who haven't seen it, but just that scene where they're catching his character up on what, cause he's the variant on what the other character went through. Yeah. Like, that doesn't work in any other show because you don't have the privilege of your audience, probably watching, having seen all that content and knowing what he's about to go through. Right. Like you just don't have, like you wouldn't be able to get away with it because the exposition you, that requires so much, much of these stories to work, you just don't have time or, or ways to like fill the audience in if they're coming into it fresh. And so I think, you know, Marvel's really taking a lot of liberties with going, You've watched all the other things, right? Because we're just going to drop you in cold.
1: And, well, but I also, I do uh, appreciate the courage of, of just like, yeah, but catch up. Even if, even if you weren't, a Mar- even if you hadn't watched all the Avengers stuff, they, it's, it's still like, they'll catch it. They're just kind of like, we're going move to move on. And just Let's
0: just it. tell a good story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I, I am pleasantly surprised by all the Marvel stuff that's coming out. I don't know how we got onto Marvel from Breaker Morant. Uh, we went, we went,
0: we we uh, through Taika. Uh,
1: okay, yeah, that's right. World War II.
0: So, um, so f- final thoughts then on Breaker Morant. Uh,
1: for me, it's it's a it's a great relaxing watch, uh, a, a movie about war and the futility of it. I think the acting is brilliant. I do think it's a little slower paced. Uh, I forgive its theater adaptations because I think, for the period, they were just trying to make the movie work. But there's just something about how noble, mm-hmm. the, the noble message that's that, that's trying to come across that that really affects me. And I thought I th- uh, that ending and that w- when it when you asked me to watch the movie, the ending is the thing that I remember the most about the movie. Is them walking to the chairs, holding hands, and him saying shoot straight you bastards don't make a mess of it yeah like, so like that to me he's like the most noble ending ever so that's that's my thing with it that's yeah all, that's what i love about
0: it no and i get that all like all of that's there and and like i said i didn't just like it by any means i just found that i like I think, yeah i think that's my my highlight is like it's something i admired more than i loved but right. man did i there's there's so much there's so many little nuances as as much as i like said it's not you know what it was it was when they had these little flourishes like the visuals of just that coffin stuff mm-hmm. and, and just like little things like that that i'm like oh that's such a nice touch like it would have been nice to have even more of those kind of things throughout you know
1: well and i i will say that they they relied a, especially in the uh on the courtroom stuff it's very they relied really heavily on on, on strictly the dialogue of it
0: yeah. Like there's not a lot of like, like those scenes aren't shot differently when they go into, like they're pretty by the books in terms of how they're shooting. There's no point of view to those scenes visually, yeah. which as a director, I'm like, eh, what's make yeah, me feel. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's pretty much just like straight on and, you know, to well, I mean the, the room basically. Yeah. I, 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 I bet you, you could count uh all the camera setups in uh, on on one hand or two yeah there's
0: maybe eight
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i was Mm -hmm. just thinking okay this this this. so it's not like
0: it almost made me feel like they shot out that room and and went in order
1: maybe. maybe that's
0: that's how they shot 12 angry men they shot each part of the room and then they'd go around and they'd shoot the next part of the room all the way yeah. through, yeah. I think I, I I don't know if they did that for the whole movie. They did it in chunks and broke it up that way. But it's a very similar thing, which is the script. I'm, sure about-
1: I'm sure the budget on break Morant was probably nothing, even even the, in those days. I'm sure yeah, and you can tell it's. A- they had a couple of scenes with guys on horses coming over the mountains, but that's funny. But they use
0: it wisely. Like you feel like you're just getting an intimate story. Like It doesn't feel like a low budget movie, even though it, it is. It is. feels intimate. But well, I, here's the thing. At the very least, I'm glad I watched it because I think there was some le- really great stuff in there. And I don't know if this is one that would have leaped out at me to watch if it wasn't for this. No.
1: Okay. Uh, I have—I actually have a fridge magnet, a Marie fridge magnet on my trip.
0: <laughs> they made fridge magnets.
1: I don't know if they made them, but I don't know how. We, I think Marla, my wife, wanted got it for me because uh, she knew I loved the movie, so she got it. She stuck it on the fridge. It's—it's it's the movie poster, just a little, a little fridge magnet.
0: Aw. well, that's adorable.
1: Oh yeah, she's she's good.
0: <laughs> well, this is great. Well, thank you so much for uh, for bringing this movie into my world.
1: Thank you for inviting me. Let's
0: all go to Thanks for joining the us for Breaking Morant. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Don't Network. You can listen to other episodes J- of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on ThatShelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at LonJeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time. Go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks.
1: Let's all go to the lobby To get ourselves a treat